The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Backstory. Let's hear it on WTBRFM Pittsville with Roberta McCulloch Dews of the Mayor's Office in the City of Pittsville. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have with us Kate Lozon, one of Pittsville's most passionate community advocates and champions, a mom of three, Kate's professional and personal journey reflects her unwavering resilience in the face of many challenges and odds, hers is a triumphant story that serves as a beacon of hope. Welcome, Kate. Let's get started. And I think there might be something that you want to add to that introduction. I don't know. I think I'm going to just see myself out right now. What? <laughs> Like, well, honestly, whoa. Okay. Why? Why Why are you surprised by that? Uh, I don't know, because I have a hard time, like, hearing things about myself. Well, you know, I think, and I'm like that, too, but yeah. I think that, you know, it's important for us sometimes even just to to maybe put on paper what others see about ourselves, right? Because I think if you walk, I guess, in that spirit of humility, you don't necessarily go around thinking, oh, I'm all of this. Sure. But that's who you are. And I was just talking about how you have embodied, like, I have seen your awesome growth, your transformation. I have seen it. I have witnessed it. And I am just ecstatic about, like, the person you are today. And and so as, you know, we're going to get into t- today's interview, but... It's really not a spoiler. Kate has already broken the news that she is leaving Pittsville um, this summer and she is going to be missed. Um, And so that we just, you know, we got it out right up front. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about this pending transition. Um, Why was now the right time to make this change in your life? So it wasn't supposed to be for another 10 years, Mm -hmm. but I had some medical issues pop up last year and I had to leave my job um, at the insurance agency. And um, it was a not very great winter. You know, I spent most of the winter bedridden. And that was one of the reasons why I dropped out of the school committee race. I was really sick. And um, so I decided now this is the time to go. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to move it up by 10 years. And everything just kind of fell into place. Wow. So. Now, I don't recall, I, you kept that private. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, I think a couple of people asked, even the Eagle, um, person from the Eagle asked me, you know, why I dropped out of the race. And I said it was medical reasons. And I just mm. kept it at that. And, you know, my personal close knit yeah. people and friends and family know all of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I don't mind talking about it now, but it was not a very good winter at all. Wow. So. Well, I'm sorry to break the news to you on. No, uh, (laughs) one. Well, I think the good thing is that you're here. Mm -hmm. You look healthy. Well, ish. Ish. But today's an okay ish day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, we're rooting for you. You have a whole community that has your back um, and that is supporting you. Um, So I'm glad to see you at least here today smiling um well, how could i not be with you well, i mean you well, always make me smile well you know? i'm 
<laughs> You're oh, like literally one of my favorite people. I remember our talks in City Hall, and you would come in, you'd be like, you know what, we have to change this. And you'd have your red bandana. All the time. And your sleeveless shirts coming in. And Tattoos everywhere. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, all right, Kate, all right, so tell me, what can we do? Yep. And, and you know, you <clears throat> always had that passion. Yeah. And so that is a part of who you are. So, one, where in Florida are you going? So there's a town just outside <clears throat> of Fort Lauderdale um, named Davie, Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had a hard time choosing between the west side, you know, and, and the east side of Florida. You know, mm-hmm. the west side is beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that really grounded me was I was researching schools for the last like six months. Yeah. And Florida schools are not that great. I'm going to be honest, Mm. you know, but I found a school. It's a tech school. My son wants to go to a tech school. Yeah. He has autism and they gear. um, They have a special program just for kids with autism. And he wants to go to a tech school. So that was great. And they also are on this huge campus Mm. and the campus feeds into their college as well. Oh, so that's excellent. I, I can't. And, and when I was looking at ratings, yeah. it was a nine out of 10 school. So yeah, that's that's important. I think we yeah. have to make sure that the educational component is there when you have right. kids. Yeah, that's top of mind. Yeah. I mean, of course, the weather is nice, too. But right. yeah, well, and you're going in an RV, Kate. So let's talk about the, the <laughs> travel to Florida. You already have a whole setup going. <laughs> yeah. So I sold my house and the sale went through um, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was down in Florida for a couple of weeks, and yeah. I was looking for a house, a mobile home, something small that I could easily take care of, this and that, you know, at a park. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the housing market's crazy right now. It is madness. Yeah. And then a couple of things happened, and um, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to, yeah. so I kind of had to pivot. Yeah. And as we know, I'm pretty good at pivoting. That's your middle name. <laughs> right. It should be. <laughs> Um, so I decided to buy an RV. Yeah. I went to a lot and um, we discussed a number of different ones. And yeah. I said, that's the one. And I drove it home. So I have to just let you know, I was watching a segment on the Today Show um, maybe last week. And they talked about like there's a certain technique that you have to have when you are, um, you know, uh, basically driving an RV. Like a lot of people, they either, you know, um, they take their turns. There's like wide turns or they don't give enough room or Nobody told me any of that, and I'm driving it three days home from Florida. I just figured that out myself. Okay, and and is it the same thing like if you just know how to drive a car, you can drive your RV? Sort of. Sort of. I don't know. I consider myself a truck driver now. Well, don't try to take your RV in the McDonald's drive-thru, because someone tried to do that, and they got stuck. So here's a cool thing is I found an app called RV Wizard RV Life, Mm -hmm. and it literally maps all of the good roads for you to take in an RV. And you put in all your specs of the RV, and it will give you that map so you're not, like, in some crazy place that you don't belong. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave that to you, Kate. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And we'll we'll follow your travels. It sort of worked. Yeah. For the most part. I, I believe you. kind of went through this tunnel in Baltimore it wasn't supposed to go in. Uh, and, uh-uh. you know, they're like, See, no a- propane <clears throat> tanks. And I'm already through the tunnel. And I'm like, oops. Yeah, I'm the type of person <laughs> that I have a phobia of, even when I take my little small SUV into a parking garage. Because yeah. I'm always looking to see if I have enough gear. Sure. So. Well, you got to know the specs of the vehicle, well, yeah, right? Well, I'm 11 feet high, yeah. so I can't go... You know, I'm going to leave the RV life to you, Kate. 
All right. Absolutely well, <laughs> we wish you all the best. We're going to miss you. Um, but I know that the same industrious quality um, and spunk that you brought to Pittsfield, you're going to bring to Florida and you're going to flourish and you're going to do well. Yeah, my poor kids. Well, you know, they because, you know, I get involved with all the school. Stuff, I know you do. So but they're like, you have oh. to. I mean, yeah. I mean, in this day and age, you have to you have to be involved. You have to be present because it just requires it. So they'll thank you later. 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 Yeah. Right now. I'm right now. Like the embarrassing, annoying mom. Yeah. I think we all get that, too. It's really fun. Though. But, you know, I'm like, well, deal with it. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. It's called parenting. It is called parenting. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to take it a little bit. Bit. Let's go way back to when back. you first came to Pittsburgh. And okay. I, I was trying to crunch the numbers, so I might have my years off. Was it 2011? It was 2011, January. All right. So that's like a year after I came to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I came to Pittsburgh in 2010. Yeah. And when you arrived here, you have been really... Um, open about just why you came to Pittsville sure. and it, it had to do with just you know your recovery and yep. getting your life back um, to a place that was stable not only for yourself but also for your family yeah. what was your previous community um, <clears throat> I kind of bounced around a lot uh, I was in Munson Mass where is that <laughs> do you know where the Palmer exit is off of the highway of I think so. Mass Pike? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. used to be Exit 8 or something. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know, whatever. They changed the exit. Munson. But so Palmer, Munson area. Oh. I lived there for a few years, but before that was Ware. Okay. And then I grew up in North Brookfield. So right. that's all like Sturbridge area. Right. That, I do know where Sturbridge is. Yeah. So it's that area. Okay. Right? It's it's definitely more cows than people where mm. I, where I uh, grew up, North mm. Brookfield. Okay. My graduating class was, I don't know, 32 or something, 36. 32? Yeah. 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 32 or 36 people. That really like that. is like the town where everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's an interesting um interesting, you know, just journey, all those different locations. Sure. Why Pittsfield though? Like, I mean, I know <laughs> it was a part of the journey sure. uh, you know, toward recovery, but what made Pittsfield attractive to you? So, well, it's not like I knew anything about Pittsfield. I got sent here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> to the Keenan house. Were, okay, so you had to come here. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I needed to go somewhere. I was okay. in a holding over in uh, Holyoke. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you the holding, you only stay there until you can find a bed, wherever okay. that may be. Well, okay. Keenan house was the first one that opened. So mm. that's how I got here. And um, I think mm. well into the six months of being here, I was like, wow, this is the first place I felt home, yeah. like home. Like, And I've traveled all over the place. I never felt quite comfortable wherever I went. Part yeah. of that was because of the alcoholism and the, and the drugs and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the trauma that I experienced as a kid mm-hmm. and, and into the service because I was in the Navy and I experienced trauma in, in the service as well. Um, so, you know trauma-based yeah you know really and and they misdiagnosed me and i was taking medication for like bipolar and like all this stuff and um come to find out when i got here to pittsfield they straightened all that out no you don't have that you you might have some add yeah (laughs) but But, um uh, there's not you know so i was on medications for years that i shouldn't have been on and and that has to affect your whole body and Absolutely. your mind and right. everything. Yeah. So for 17 years, I drank and had an alcohol problem, got into drugs the last couple of years. And, um, you know, I ended up getting 
getting help and my kids the younger kids went to their dads mm-hmm. and my, my older daughter went to my mom's and I went into recovery mm. so and then I ended up here in Pittsfield I bounced around a little bit yeah. Springfield Holyoke Boston Holyoke and then to Pittsfield but wow this is really where I got my roots to like I, I'm curious as to you mentioned that this was the first place that you felt that sense of community what was it was it <laughs> In the way that people spoke to you? Was it in a feeling? What was that thing? I think it was the AA program that I was in. Okay. I really went hard with it in like three meetings a day, four meetings a day for like the entire first year I was here. I was in the Keenan house as well. Yeah. I volunteered because they either want you to volunteer or work. So I volunteered down at the Christian Center. Yeah. So that was that was the first place I Ah. Yeah, that was the first place I I volunteered was down there. I I wondered about that. Yeah, I helped up in the boutique for a while, and then they had me do some filing. Like, before they got computers, I was literally going through files and, you know, all the doubles that I would put together and stuff. Really? Yeah. (laughs) That was some crazy work that I did there for (laughs) (laughs) filing. Let's not have to do that ever again in my life. Wow. Right. I, you know, I wondered about that because I was like, all right, I know who you are today, yeah. but I wanted to know what was that first, like, what was your first um, engagement? And So when I was in the Keenan house, yeah. they, they either make you work or they make you volunteer. Okay. So the Christian Center is right down the street. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll just go there and see what I can do. And mind you, I had this really... Oh, oh gosh! <laughs> well, you whispered it. Right, I whispered it. I mean, so there's this old man yeah. and like an old school AA dude. Okay. And if anybody knows about AA old timers, they're really kind of—I um, don't want to say the word bristly. Bristly. Thank okay, you. There you go. Okay, okay. He's kind of bristly, uh-huh. but he really took me under his wing. He was—he's an Air Force guy, mm-hmm. so like that was really a connection there, being in the service and stuff. And the first thing that he said to me that, like, I could hear. Yeah. Because that first few months when you're in recovery, even the first year, you don't really hear a lot. Yeah. Like, you're still muddled. Yeah, you're just going through the motions. He said to me, you know, you're really just going to volunteer in the community. And you need to vote. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And I was like, what? He's like, you need to become part of your community. That's basically what he said. And that really sat with me. Yeah. And he he dra- you know what he dragged me to uh, my first West Side Initiative meeting. Really? Yeah. Do you stay in contact with him? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I nice. Do. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Carl. That's all I'm gonna say. All Carl. right. Well, I mean, you 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 heeded the tough talk. I yeah. mean, he 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 might have been rough around the edges, but the message was something that you know resonated with you. Yeah. Yeah. It was easier for me to listen to people who are gruff with me. Yeah. Than people who are. You know, I would I would think that right because you wouldn't want someone to enable you. I mean, right. you're trying Pamper to actually, me, enable me, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to move into a new place in life, and sometimes it takes irritation yeah. to do that. Like you have to like if <laughs> he was irritated, but in a good way, almost like how sand irritates the inside of a clam to make a pearl. He was so kind. To yeah, me, he really was. He let me come work for him. Yeah, like, doing yard work. Nice. You know, I used to, I needed money for cigarettes at the time. I don't smoke now, but I used to, you know. So it's like I needed a little bit of a job, but I couldn't handle volunteering and more of it. Like, so I would go do landscaping for him. And he was on one of the garden tours one year when they did the garden tours. And that was the year that I helped him in the garden. So, and that's when I was like, hey, I really love this. And then I became a landscaper. Do you remember that? that's how you got into that. (laughs) Right. Ah. And that feeded the whole into the college thing. Right. 
All right. So, okay. all right. So there. So wow. So I see the trajectory, <laughs> and you're right. It's it's not a clam. It's an oyster. I I get it. Mm. Yeah. I, I just realized that. No, it's that's that's much not, bigger. Much bigger. That's yeah. right. Um. So that is quite, and I I love that because change always starts with that one thing or circumstance that gets you on your path. Mm-hmm. And and for listeners who are just tuning in right now, we have our our guest today is Kate Lozon. She is um, a community advocate, a professional, and a baker. And we're just having a great conversation talking about her life um, when she transitioned um, to Pittsfield um, in 2011 and her journey um, toward recovery. So you basically, those early days of getting your life back on track, you were able to sort of, you know, clear your mind and have a new mindset, right, for volunteering and community service. Well, it was hard because I was truly just going through a lot of emotions Mm. as well. You know, like I didn't have my kids with me either right you know and i was in this community recovery house and my mom would drive up here two hours like mm-hmm. once a month so i could see the kids hmm. and they were super little they were like two and three so yeah. they didn't know what was going on you know they had started calling their aunt mommy because they had no idea like because when i left they were one and two yeah right so it was really a hard time i didn't know how to interact with them i had no idea how to be a person <laughs> never mind a mom right you know so aa really helped me get all of that back okay you know and i had people that were you know sponsors that and and carl that were really kind of gruff with me right yeah. and they're like <laughs> you need to participate you can't just sit there right you know like because one this one time my sponsor drove me all the way to my mom's house to spend the day with my kids mm-hmm. and they were little they were yeah. like two and three and um i was sitting there and i just i didn't know how to interact with them mm. and on the way home it was a long drive she's like you know you really need to participate with them yeah you need to play with them and yeah. get engaged and not just sit there you know mm. and that was hard to hear right mm. a lot of things were hard to hear that first couple of years because mm. i did a lot of stuff that nobody should be doing or want to talk about later on right Right. but um there's a lot of stuff that i've had to uh you know deal with myself you Mm. know and one of the things carl used to tell me is like you know um you need to stop buying stuff for your kids Mm -hmm. you need to stop feeling guilty you are doing the right thing right now right and all they want for you is to spend time with them they don't need gifts they don't need elaborate anything they just need you right and that was like whoa like, he really said a lot of things to me were in that you, first couple of years. Were you feeling in that moment um, that you had to overcompensate? Yeah, for, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. For 17 years, I did a lot of bad things, wrong things towards my kids and me. Mm-hmm. You know, I never took care of myself or my kids. And, like, all that guilt built up. So yeah. that first year when you're in recovery... This is why a lot of people go back out, I think, because mm-hmm. they can't handle those emotions that they're feeling because they're looking back and they're saying, oh, my God, all right. those things that I did. Right. Right. So I just from that point on, when Carl talked to me about that, I just said, I'm going to spend the kid time with the kids, yeah. do, do stuff with the kids. But I'm also um, for everybody in my family and everybody that I touched when I was right. in active addiction. Right. I am just going to. Um, keep sober Mm. like that is the best thing that i can do Mm -hmm. for them to repair Mm. any damage that i've caused Mm. right is just to let them know that i'm staying sober and i'm trying to do the right thing which is why i get involved in the community which is basically why i said you need to vote and you need to get involved in the community you need to do something it 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 was that light switch that went on but i think you were um you you had to basically lean into it 
Absolutely. because I think mm-hmm. that there are those who might get that same message sure. and not lean into it, right. and the outcome can be drastically different. Absolutely, and well, I've seen it. Mm, mm. With close people, close friends, I've seen it. Yeah. Wow. When did you, at one point, were you able to get your kids back? So that happened just over four years ago. Okay. And, um, you know, it's funny because I the Facebook pops up memories and yeah. I was like, hey, can everybody help me celebrate the kids coming home and mm-hmm. stuff? And that just happened like a week or two ago. So, um, yeah, I've had them for four years yeah. and that was a five-year fight. Mm. Wow. You know? Wow. <clears throat> so. Well, I, you know, I think, Kate, that, you know, we don't always have like a straight path. And I think your kids have seen, you know, they've seen firsthand struggle and, you know, that's a lesson that they're not necessarily going to learn in a school, right? They they have something that can't necessarily be taught outside. It's firsthand experience. And, and so to see where you were and your growth today, that that's invaluable. And I'm sure they just appreciate and love their mommy, you yeah. know? So, um, and I, I have seen how you have included them. Right. With your community work, yeah. oftentimes they they were right alongside you, yep. um, coming into city hall, um, right there. So you were able to take that same mindset of community service and impart that sure. to them as well. Yeah. So that's another lesson. And you know, that I, they have. I see that every day too. They're at Herberg right now, mm-hmm. and they're in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. And. Um, my Jetta, my youngest, the mm-hmm. one that came to visit the mayor the one time, yeah. that was so much fun. Um, <laughs> she got the kindness award mm. for her class or her grade this year. Yeah. And um, my son's IEP team, when we met, yeah. had said, um, you know, everybody loves Zachary so much. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he goes around, everybody fist pumps him. He's yeah. like the mayor of Herberg. That's what I was told. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, wow, really? Because, yeah. you know, having autism is really tough to get out of that shell for right. kids like him. You right. know, so for me to hear that mm. is like... I, you know, I feel like I had something to do with that, you know, because I think you did. otherwise he would just be like, no, I, I'm just going to hang out in myself right. this whole time. But he's also um, rowing. He's, this is a second year rowing. How does he like it? He loves it. So you're going so to a great much. place to row. Yes. 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 Yep. We got to find him a team to row wow. down for there. Yep. Nice. We'll see. Oh. I mean, again, all things that just, you never know how things come together. Right. But it seems like they they take it and they run with it, right? Yep. And kids are they always say kids are resilient. They do say that. You know. All right. So you have now embodied this, you know, spirit of community service. You're out there, you're making a name for yourself. I mentioned the red bandana because you that did. was a part of like your <laughs> I remember you yeah. always having, like, you would have your hair back, yep. and then you'd have the red bandana. That was, like, your signature look back then. It was hot. Oh, it, was it just because it was hot? My hair is, like, real thick and, and okay. heavy and hot, and it was real long back then. Yeah, so it was, it, like, down to my elbow. Yeah, so it was a way to keep the hair from the face? Yeah. Because oh. I was working all the time. All right. You know? Yeah, I mean, you always right. had sort of like this, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm working, I'm at it, I'm doing something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt yeah. like the bandana kind of like added to it. Um, but you you went on to do all of that, and then you actually went on to become chair of the Morningside Initiative. Again, the trajectory of Keenan House, right. Christian Center, yep. all the other things in the community, and then to become chair of the Morningside Initiative. How did that come to be? 
Um, well, I again, um, Carl started getting me over to the West Side yeah. initiative because he lives on that side. Yeah, right. So I that's where I first learned about it, and mm-hmm. then a few years later, um, I started showing up because the kids were going to Morningside mm-hmm. School. Yep. So I heard about that, and I was getting involved in in everything in in the city hall yep. and talking to the counselors and voting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's so right. So I. So they said, hey, why don't you come join, you know, come to the Morningside Initiative meetings, you know, and I got involved and I was really involved that first year. Yeah. And then um, the chair had had said she was going to leave for the next year mm-hmm. at Gale. Yep. And um, so they were like, well, why don't you, um, you know, toss your name in the hat or whatever. Did that was really a, Peter Marchetti. Did thing. you have a platform? <laughs> did you have to say, this is what I stand for? This is what I'm going to do? Or were they so happy I to see someone? <laughs> to see somebody step in <laughs> honestly because that was one of the hardest things yeah. is getting somebody to show up yeah for the morningside initiative now it's disbanded there is no morningside really? initiative yeah so if you got any questions you go to community development and talk to nate but other than that there is no mm. after i said no i'm not gonna do it well, maybe this so, could be an opportunity for first, for someone who's yeah. listening out there to say this yep. could be an opportunity to, you know, to lead in this really important way. You it did is, a lot it, of good work. It is important. And basically, um, they do need somebody to do that because it's required for the CBDG funds. Yeah. So, yeah. City so better get on that. <laughs> All right. And you also, I remember also seeing you at city council meetings. All the time. Yeah. I had thought about running for city council mm. a couple of times. You know. what, what was your impetus for that? Health reasons, for okay. one. And, you know, it, they don't make it very accessible for disabled people to run. Okay. I, I'm going to be honest. And that was part of the problem with the school committee. Okay. Is like, so I did the best I could in, in running. Yeah. But also, it's not easy to for disabled people mm. to run. And that's a conversation we should have. Yeah. It's a whole nother yeah. mm. thing. But, um, yes, it's very difficult. And I think, actually, what, you know, y- your thoughts on that, it's important because sometimes we have, you know, when you're in the work, you can have blinders on. Sure. And I think it's really important for others who might have different perspectives mm-hmm. to provide that 360 degree view yes. to help. Because we do want all people to be full and active right. participants in their government. Right? right. And if there's something that, you know, you have observed um, and that has served as a, a you know, impediment to serving, yeah. that's important for us to hear so we can definitely continue yeah, we'll that conversation a, sure absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> um all right so we have like morningside initiative we have your at city council meetings um and you're you're doing all of that there is like a lot of stuff like because i i realize <laughs> we only have like a, you know a short amount of time here so i'm gonna fast forward sure. we have also pittsfield prospers you got involved with that i did yeah i mean basically any time anybody asked me to volunteer i'd yeah. be like what can i help you with okay. or how how can I help you connect to okay. this, this, and this? So All that's right. usually how that happened. Okay. You know, and you so, are like a promoter. Yeah. I mean, of course. And and that means, so like, that's what they call like the people involved with Pittsfield yeah. Prosper, the promoter. So, I mean, it's almost like true to its name, right? You right. used your platform, I guess, to promote? Sure. And I would do, and, and not just for them, but like for a lot of places, a lot of um, organizations that yeah. I believe in, that's what I would do. Ah. You know, so that's not specific to yeah. Pittsfield Prosper. 
prosperous. It right. just happens to be that was something that you had picked up on that yeah. I was volunteering Because I, I saw I your it. name, yeah. and I was yeah. like, again, I right. mean, this speaks to right. the reach, Kate, that yeah. your name um, is synonymous with, right? Like, you think community advocate. Like, I really do think your name. I think of you because you really put yourself out there yeah. in, in a bold way. And you just like literally rolled up your sleeves and was like, all right, I'm working at this. Right. I'm going to do yeah. it. And you had no reservations about it. Not really, because I know that, and I think this is to go with any city, not just Pittsfield, yeah. right? Yeah. That y'all need help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not, I don't say that in a bad way. I just know that it's the system. Right. Right. The system needs help. That's right. what, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. So when people like me yeah. and like Alyssa Costa, yes. you know, like all the advocates, we just really need to dig in and say, this is what we got to change. And sometimes it can be really disheartening. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why I didn't want to talk about that particular. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we said, no, we're going to stay away from that is yeah. because some things have happened mm. and it's disheartening, mm. you know, and it's just because I think uh, it's very hard to work with within the community, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, that's I don't know. That's just I, I think you're. It can you, be hard. It can be hard. I mean, you remember know? there are competing egos. Um, yeah. Everyone, you know, has great ideas, yeah. and and I think you know we always speak about mm-hmm. collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. But collaboration sometimes requires saying, okay, I'll take a pass at maybe something that is really I'm really psyched about, right? Um, and maybe I'm going to give space for you. Sure. And it's a give and take. Collaboration doesn't just mean bodies lying together. It means that someone may not always get what they want. But in the spirit of bettering the community, then we all work together as a unit. Right. right? And some people just are like, if they don't get what they want, then Then they're out. I'm out, whatever. Yeah. So the way I see it is there was some things that I worked on in the community Mm -hmm. And um, you really just have to work together, but yeah. you also have to follow in with parameters yeah. of like the law yes. and, the, and rules. You yeah. can't just do whatever you want, you know. And I think that's where we get caught up. <laughs> yeah, I I do. I Kate, think that's where we right. get. I think that's where we get caught up because there's some people in the community who are like, well, we're just going to do it. But you can't. But see, that's the whole thing. We always have. What this you com- should be yeah. saying is, how can, can we, we do, do it? it? How can we skirt this? How can we get around this? How can we do it differently? Right, right? within the parameters within of the, the parameters law. of the law and what rules have been set down. And and honestly, like so. It, for example, there there's a chicken. Yeah, there's a chicken thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, the chicken bylaws. Yeah, now, those things are like sixty years old. You mm-hmm. know, there's no way that any of that should be the same right. now. Right. We should relook at that, and there should be a different thing for it. Mm-hmm. But to to you need to talk to the right people. Right, you need to get the right people in the right spots to be able. To, like, this is what we can do instead. Right. Okay. So right. who can we work with? Mm-hmm. You know, to make this a possibility so people can have their own eggs and have their chickens and not right. not upset the whole um, reason why they had these particular rules in the first place. Right. 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 So. And, and I was going to challenge that. You know, we talked about it, but I'm moving, so it doesn't matter for me right now. But I hope somebody will pick up the torch with that. I'm talking to somebody, somebody out there. Well, pick up someone the out there is listening and is right. interested in, in all of that, chickens and eggs and all of that. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's the beauty right. of, of government and local government especially 
you can be, you know, you know, that, you know, resident X, resident Y and say, this is something that I'm interested in. And there's a way for you to affect change. And you said something really important. And it's something that we, you know, working in government, I realize and I understand is that in order to affect change, you have to be a part of the system. You can't totally dismantle the system. You can't run it down. You can't burn it down. You have to be a part of it to understand it, understand how it works. And there's a rhythm to this. And you want to bring people along to understand that. But sometimes people think, nope, the whole system has to go. And it doesn't work that way. It it doesn't. And it takes time. And I think that's what most people want that instant gratification. And I knew that trying to change these chicken laws was going to take more time than I had Mm -hmm. to be here. So I just dropped it at that point. Well, now it's your call to action, Kate, for anyone who wants to. Somebody change the chicken laws. (laughs) (laughs) If they are interested in that, again, there's room for everyone. And that's the beauty of local government. Everyone has a voice and can speak to what is important to to them. But you have to get involved. You You have to get involved. You have to get involved. You have to make sure you have the time to do it right i mean that and that can be hard right it can be um because that's actually a luxury yeah time is a luxury item you know like honestly a lot of low-income people don't have the time to be able to fight for these things right right Right. so then you get advocates like me right that can do that for you right (laughs) right absolutely you know it's it's definitely looking at through the lens of you're right not everyone can leave work and say i'm just gonna rush and go to a meeting i'm gonna sit in but what I can say is that we do have tools of engagement sure. for people who, if you can't make it to a meeting, a lot of meetings and, and things like that, there um, you can listen online. Yep. You know, you can. There are ways to still stay engaged. Yeah. So I wouldn't allow people to feel right. totally discouraged. Right. There's still a way for you to still tap in if that's your passion. You know, yeah. actually, COVID yeah. um, benefited that, yes, right? Because now we can do. Like, I had a Zoom hearing uh-huh. in court last week. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't have to drive to North. <laughs> right. I didn't have to drive to Northampton. We okay. just got on the line with the judge. Hey, right. what's going on? You know, the whole custody thing, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah, the kids. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I had to ask permission to go out of state. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I, I want to do two things um, when I leave with my RV. Yeah. And one of them is I want to continue my blog. I had a blog, so okay. I'm going to do, a, like, a Patreon blog. So okay. I'll be setting that up and putting it on Facebook so you can watch my travels okay. and stuff. But a lot of it is when I started doing my blog, it was to walk people through the same situations that I went through. Mm. Like how when I got my kids back from custody, there's a whole like three part blog on how I went did it and I did links and and like you can just follow the whole process and what you need to fill out and what you need to say in the paperwork so you don't have to get a lawyer. That's important because there are a lot of people out there that don't know how to um, even get started or they have questions. So that play by play. Yeah. From someone who actually experienced it, right? It's it's just right. invaluable. Yeah, because wow. somebody said to me once in AA that we go through these experiences so we can show others. Yeah, and absolutely. I just want to be like, can we stop with the experiences? <laughs> I know you're you know? right because it, it can feel hard. Yeah, it, it I've been through hard. a lot a lot of challenges, as you know. Mm. You know, you I, have. I have, but, but yeah. you're still here. I'm still here. Oh, you, and the second thing, yeah, because. Yeah. You know, everybody knows that I'm a baker. Yeah, I kind of did this part-time thing yeah. on the side for the last couple of years to see how it, it would go. Yeah. So um, I'm outfitting my RV so I can continue to bake in my RV. So you're going to bake in the RV? Yes. 
Oh. Yes. So are you going to take pictures of how your RV looks inside so we can all see it? Yes. Okay. Yep. I have a group. The group on okay. the Farewell Kate group. It's okay. going to be after. It's going to be the follow me to see oh. the adventures group oh, on Facebook. Kate. So if you if you want to join, you know, send, yes. me, send me your requests. It's oh fine. My you can gosh. watch. But yes, I'm going to be popping up wherever. And wow. I'm just going to put out my sign. Wow. Yep. That's so, so intrepid of you. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like you just have like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then you do it. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. No fear. No fear. Well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> All right. So how can I not have fear? You know. Well, you know, I sometimes fear is that it's that it's that stimulus, right? The motivator. It it motivates you. Like you either cower or you can go full speed ahead, and yeah, you're going full speed ahead into the unknown, and you're doing it. I'm a Taurus for a reason. Nice. Strong. Yep. (laughs) All right. So for those listeners just tuning in, my guest today is Kate Lozon. She is a community advocate, a professional, and a baker in the city of Pittsfield. And we're listening to Kate's journey because Kate, unfortunately, is leaving Pittsfield for new and exciting adventures. Um, But we're hearing more about her story. And she was just telling us a little bit about just her, her involvement in the community. So many great things Kate so many great things I I one of the things I wanted to ask you is that because of your personal journey you are afforded many different perspectives you know how it feels to be on the bottom Mm -hmm. and you know how it feels to be at the top and you know even like in 2019 you were recognized by Berkshire magazine and listed among their 25 individuals making extraordinary impacts in their communities Having those many different perspectives, how does that, how has that shaped who you are today? Because you, you've seen it all. Whew, that's a, that's an in-depth question. Um, you know, I just, um, I want to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's easier for me to do now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I think many years ago. I was super judgmental person and now I'm like okay you're coming to my table and I'm going to take you for you for who you are yeah you know so and I'm a very straightforward person you know that yeah I'm very open and honest you ask me a question I'm going to tell you whether maybe you might not want to hear it or not <laughs> but I mean that's true um that's and true. and I think over the last few years of being in Pittsfield uh, and being in AA and recovery I've been able to tone it down so it's mm. not so harsh. Mm. <laughs> um, I try to say it a little bit nicer, but also you want the truth, don't you? And right. I know that I want the truth. But when I sit with people from, you know, all walks of life. Yeah. And I think, of course, AA taught me that, like, we all have issues. We yeah. all have stuff going on in our life. And if you give me an attitude one day, it probably has nothing to do with me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so you probably yeah. had something going on. I'm super forgiving in that way, you know, like, but if you continue, yeah, like, then, yeah, then you're showing me who you are. You're showing me who you and are. And at that point, I have, I have decisions to make. Right. Right. So we're all people. I mean, I, for the, I don't know, for this question, it's just like, I feel like no matter who you are, mm-hmm. I'm going to treat you like a person and I'm going to respect you until I can't. Right. Did you ever so. feel like when you were you know you moved into the professional realm did you ever have moments where you're like 
okay, wow, this is like my life now. Like because you totally you 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 like your whole physical appearance. Like you you have this snazzy style, and I was like, wow, it's like yeah. the many different versions of Kate. Like you know, from your just your your look. And did you ever have moments where you're like, wow, this is like my life now. Like I am living like this cool life. Like I'm here. Yeah, I mean, I think you're specifically referring to getting the job in the insurance industry yes. and, and doing commercials <laughs> yes, and being Kate. very professional. Yes, and, Kate. Uh, I can't say that I hated it. Yeah. It was awkward. Yeah. Um, can't say, I don't think I really fit in there. Mm. You know, I was a little too different for everybody there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what really was, um, I'm very outspoken mm-hmm. and I'm very like, this doesn't seem right, you know? Mm. And then, you know, when... That kind, we've talked about this, right? So those kind of offices, yeah. um, they're not super, they're very white. <laughs> I can't I can't really just put it any other way than that. They're very white and old man white, okay? So um, it's hard, it's tough. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, because, Kate. well, they, they don't, there's no diversity. Okay. Can we say that? There's no diversity. All right. And I, I was, of course, I'm all got my advocate pants on, you know, and I'm like, we're going to change this. How can we get people mm-hmm. in here that, mm-hmm. like, you know, feel like they belong and stuff? But there's still, that kind of industry is just very resistant still. Mm. So that was tough for me. Yeah. Um, they gave me snide marks when I wanted to fly the pride flag mm. for June. So, um, and they actually gave the pride flag back to me when I left. Mm. So that's a real telling mm. sign that they're not ready for that kind of change. So mm. do I want to continue to fight in that kind of industry and be mm. in that kind of industry? Not really. I liked insurance. Mm-hmm. I actually really loved being able to connect with the, the yeah. commercial um yeah, you know, people here in the in the Berkshires, mm. and I just wanted to do the best by them, and I was able to bring in my community, yeah, um, action stuff and advocacy yeah. into that role, mm. um, and say, okay, what do you need? Let me right. let me find what you need. I'm going to do the best by you, and, yeah. and I don't think anybody can say that I did wrong by them when yeah. I worked there. Yeah. Um, but they may have different opinions of the actual place. Yeah. So we're going to leave yeah, it at that. <laughs> ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and that's life. Sometimes we sure. have, you know, we don't always, you know, align with, you know, with organizations and different things. And, and that's the beauty, I think, of being able to, we collect these experiences and we find out what, um, what we like and what we don't. And sure. then it informs where we go in the future. Right. So you have mm-hmm. enough now to inform form what you do sure. in your journey ahead. And again, you have this wide open landscape, right? Yeah. For you to step into and the slate is clean. Sure. It's clean. So you can make it a make of it what you want. Yeah. And um and and you know enough now when you have that collective memory to to go into something and say, mm, yes, mm. No. Right. Right. It was a great experience. Yeah, I yeah. got to say that. And yeah. and with that experience came came the opportunity to be able to buy a house. Yeah. You know, so. And you talked a lot about your house and your stove. Was it? Your, <laughs> didn't you have like a retro stove or something like that? So the stove came from England, actually. And, wow. and somebody was getting rid of it out of their apartment in the Bronx. And what? I drove down there with Box of Vine. It was a three hour drive down and back. We what? stopped at this really crappy side uh, road, uh, Burger King, and it was the food was awful. <laughs> it was like you know one of the rest stops. Oh my! But it was gosh. the only thing open because it was still in the middle of COVID, and yeah, it was a crazy drive. It was fun. Adventures of getting the stove. Yes. 
Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which I'm not taking with me. It, it was sold so along with the house. So now someone will get a really great Somebody stove got with a, a really good great story. Stove. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it like aqua or something like that? Was your stove no like? maroon? Maroon with gold trim, gold okay. and black trim. No, someone um, else's stove is aqua. Yeah. yeah. So this stove actually is originated in England. So like in order to get the parts, like if I needed parts, I would have to order them and have them shipped. But because of COVID, they're not shipping over to US. <laughs> so I had to ask a friend who lives in England to buy the things and then ship them to me. That's a lot. Yes. So, but it's a cool stove. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna miss it. All right. Well, made many a bagels. I know, and you. I mean, your bagels. That was sort of like the thing that everyone knew know, knows that you for. That and cupcakes. That and cupcakes and cookies and cookies. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 I have a whole setup for making bagels though in the in the RV. So I'm really excited. I just got a new oven to go in that. I got in the a, RV. Yeah. So I bought the biggest oven I could buy for an RV. How big is this RV? It's 30 feet. Oh it's God. not really that big. Yeah. But I have this like whole outdoor kitchen setup. Like yeah. Like it's just kind of fold out, pop up. And oh, then right. Yeah. It's got the, the stove outside so I can boil the bagels outside and then bring them in and bake them. Oh. So I don't have to. Yeah. How interesting, Kate. Yeah. So you're you're all gonna be able to see a video because Ryan Cowdery yeah. is gonna be taping me on his project that he's doing for the uh, VA Soldier On really thing, and we're gonna be filming next month. How awesome of me doing stuff in How the RV! Awesome. So you'll be able to see that like in I'm a month or so. I don't know. That's gonna that be fun. Tape. Yeah, he's like, that's cool. Yeah, let's do that. That is <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, so there's more to come. So even there though is. you're yeah. physically gonna be leaving us, there's there are still ways for us to stay connected yeah. to what you're doing. I'm going to be creating a Facebook page. and awesome. in, I have an Instagram page for Kate's Badass Bakery now. Okay, okay. It's Z's instead of S's. Okay, okay. I wanted to be that's able, good for the listeners. That's good right. Yeah, that's right. Badass yeah. Bakery. Yes, yes. Um, so that's on Instagram. Yep. I post to my Facebook. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be creating a Facebook page for that. Okay. So you all can know wh- where I'm popping up okay. to offer bagels or cupcakes or cookies or whatever. Okay. It's going to be just a whatever I'm baking at the time. Okay. You know, and just offer it until I sell out. That's what I'm going to do. All right. And then I, um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. And you can follow my adventures on on Facebook of the RV trip Uh, this summer. I'm looking forward to it, Kate. Yeah. But the biggest reason, and I don't know, you you must know this from following me on Facebook. The biggest reason why I'm still going to be connected is because my daughter, who's having a baby. Well, I didn't want to mention that because that's like, you know, your personal business. So if you want to mention it, you can. So she's having a baby and she's due July 17th. So we're going to take a a three-week trip. Mm Mm-hmm. Like uh, the maiden voyage, right? <laughs> and then we're gonna come back, yeah. And then we're gonna like hang out until she has the baby. Oh, and then we're gonna spend like a week with her, and then we're gonna go. But um, I am actually court ordered to reappear in Massachusetts at least four times a year. So. Okay, <laughs> yeah, for vi- the kids' visitation yeah. with their dad and stuff. Right. So it, I mean, well, see, that's the yeah. beauty of having an RV. You have right. not only transportation but hotel accommodations you as got well. It. So, yeah. you know, you're all set. Yeah. Yeah. You've got that taken care right. of. And when I do find a house in Florida, which yeah. I, I want to at yeah. some point, yeah. um, the RV is probably going to get turned into a full-time bakery on wheels. So How awesome is that? Yeah. I'm really excited about it. See, you have all these great I ideas do. coming to fruition. I love yeah. it. 
All right. So, Kate, just yes. in thinking about all the things, all the great things that you have been doing. And, you know, you mentioned Carl as someone who has had an impact <laughs> in your life. Any others? Any other individuals that so you, many, so many you. <laughs> oh, man, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I Come just on. played like a role from afar. Just you know, my, not really. What? How many times did I stop in, yeah, all excited about did. something? Didn't you Sometimes. bring in pickles too? Yeah, pickles. yeah. <laughs> Can yeah. some pickles? That's right. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. You know, every like there's so many people. I don't know. But you, too, like, I would pop in the office and be like, yeah. we got to change this, right? And sometimes yeah. I'd be really angry, and you'd, like, talk me <laughs> off the ledge. You know, it's okay, Kate, we can, we can get through this. Well, Calm down. I, you you know, know, what I know... Sitting I, on your yoga ball. Well, <laughs> it's a ball chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it helps with the core. Yes, it does. But I, I you know... <laughs> I never wanted to take away from your raw enthusiasm. Like, I never wanted to become that person who was like, okay, so this is how it's done. Like, I wanted you to feel like yeah. you were heard. Right. You know? And that's why yeah. I would keep stopping to yeah. see you. <laughs> and, and I, you know, and, and that's how mm. we kind of flow in, right. you know, in the office and in the administration. It's like, all right, right, well, here's the issue. How can we find a solution? That has right. always been the way that we operate. And so, absolutely, I always yeah. had time for you. But, you know, I, I knew that there were like, you know, you mentioned like Linda Dooley, like, in the, oh, like yeah. as, a, as a solid mentor and, and so many others. Yeah. I mean... So, I mean, obviously, there's the AA people. Yeah. Like, I still... I'm connected and I have a sponsor and you know I when I have need help or whatever mm-hmm. I it's only a phone call away yeah um Alyssa Costa Alyssa I mean she's course. my best friend I know there's a whole story behind that too Ugh. I remember so. when you used to go to the city council meetings with Alyssa with Alyssa that's right Absolutely. I remember she's that. the one that started dragging me along I remember you know? that so, yeah, and a Habitat for Humanity yep. and, and the whole I remember those days Berkshire Bridges and yep. all that stuff you that's know right. so I mean there's so many people I, in BCC, yep, I was in, in college for five years. Well, you yeah, know? I mean, so. you know, you you went to BCC and you initially had plans to transfer to UMass Amherst, and you for landscaping, right? Yeah, which is a far cry from like insurance, but it, yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, so I I had gotten into landscaping, yeah, and I had my own business. Yeah, and I said I want to further my mm. career in this, so I went to BCC. Yeah, and as you read in my little bio yes, thing, I did. right? Yeah, so. Um, what happened was I took some classes and I, you know, I signed up for um, the liberal arts, mm-hmm. right? And I took some classes and I was going to do environmental science and yeah. then switch over to landscaping yeah. contracting down in Amherst. Yeah. But I also wanted to get my kids back. Yeah. So I needed, like, I couldn't be traveling back and forth. I didn't yeah. want to move out of Pittsfield. Mm-hmm. Like, so all of that, right? So I, and then I took a sociology class. <laughs> That was it. I was all done. You were like, this is like, it. Uh, sociology really was just like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, and then I got more involved in the yeah. community and I wanted to just delve into that. How do the system work and mm. the people work and why do people do what they what they do? Mm. And But also like that type of work mm-hmm. does not pay much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you do it because you care, not because it's just like, you know, mm. I mean, there's flooding with big bucks. Right. You know? But I also realized, you know, along the way, and I know we just touched on it briefly, yeah. and actually the first interview I had with John Kroll yeah. when he did the John Kroll show, mm-hmm. um, I talked a lot about my disabilities, mm. you know, and I'm a disabled person, mm. and I've been disabled for, you know, 
I don't know, nine years or so, and it's just, it's getting worse. And mm -hmm. as I had mentioned in the beginning, um, I was pretty much bedridden for the winter. Okay. Um, I have a lot going on. It started out with Lyme, and oh. I, I could sit here and talk a whole hour about yeah. all of the issues I'm having. All I know is that in Florida, when where it's warmer and the humidity is different, it helps. And the yeah, so my pain level goes down by like fifty percent. They always say like there's so. something. I mean, I guess with the joints and inflammation that's, and all of that. That's what I'm having a lot of the joints and inflammation and stuff. Mm. And I have there's a, uh, I've got almost every letter of the alphabet covered with yeah. with um, syndromes and whatnots. Well, and it's it, just getting worse. Well, right? I, I think again, you know, to so. your point of you know, making those decisions that will help you to take care of you, mm -hmm. right? And if a warmer climate will do that, right. is you know, then you know, so be it. Right. Um, you know, you you've done your work here, you've made an impact, right. you um, have inspired others. I mean. I, you know, it's not an, I'm not underestimating, you know, the whole, you know, my, my point when I say your name, when I, you say Kate Lozon, so many things come to mind because you, you are always the one to say, how can I be involved? How can I help? Right. And that is going to leave a resounding legacy in our city. Right. And so, um, yeah, time now to take care of Kate. Yeah, it yeah. is. It really is. You know, I spent a lot of years saying, how can I help mm -hmm. others? And actually, I have um, uh, something to do this afternoon. Somebody reached out to me to help advocate for them because they're having trouble with like housing. Hmm. So I know key people in different yeah. departments over at Berkshire Housing and stuff. So I'm going to try to get her set up with that. Oh. And that happened an hour before I came here. You know, so I'm still helping with that. And funny enough that <laughs> I was staying with my friend in Miami yeah. and she was having some of the same questions. And I says, every city has programs. You just right. have to find them. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I have actually been helping her from here to sign up for these certain programs. So do you think you're going to continue <laughs> when you when you move to Florida? Um, do you think you'll continue that your advocacy work in some capacity? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, the kids get another four years of high school. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to get involved with the high school as well as I can. Yeah. And I, I don't know. This stuff just follows me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people start talking about yeah. their issues or mm -hmm. what. And I said, oh, I know how to fix that. Right. You know, because like, I've been through it or I know about it because right. I've been so involved in the community. And this mm. community, that community or the one across the world you know, we all have the same issues. Right. Yeah, we do. It's we just do. a matter of finding the right people to talk to. And I'm pretty good at that. Right. Well, see, you know your strength. And that's a good thing. And, you know, you'll take that. And regardless of, like, mm -hmm. you know, the location, you can do that anywhere. Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. We have, like, four minutes left. And we have, this has been such an interesting conversation. <laughs> and I still, I want to just ask, with with the baking, you know, mm -hmm. because you do it so well. And I, I want to say, that during the pandemic, didn't you participate in, like, a, sh a cooking show? Oh, yeah. Berkshire Dish. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. So, um, yes. Um, that was hosted by Berkshire Money Management, yeah. Rebecca. Um from Whitlock and yeah. Cooper okay. um, was the one that hosted it. Like cool. she was the one that came up with the idea, and Ryan Cowdery filmed it. Cool, right? And I was the, one of the first guests, and then I came on again as a guest. But I kind of helped them with um, 
like they would go live on Facebook, so yeah. I would help with the comments. Like nice. so I would just show up and help them with the comments and then like, bring snacks for them. <laughs> okay. You know, stuff like that. So it, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. I kept asking her when are we gonna do it again? Yeah. You know, and she said, Well maybe we'll do it again this year and now I'm leaving, so I don't oh. know. But I was super excited when Ryan reached out and said, Hey, do you wanna do this thing? I, I feel you like know? it was it too, was a way so. to keep everyone connected during a time when we were just we were yeah. feeling so isolated. Yeah. And it put a spotlight on again the talent in right? the community there's a lot of really good talent in the community and you know uh, the restaurant thing is so hard right it now is. they're not getting the help that they need they're getting rude cus- customers mm. or like just rude and obnoxious and mm. it's like guys like we just went through and still going through this whole pandemic if it's, you're gonna go out to eat just be nice it's i mean that's that's <laughs> the whole thing sometimes you see these videos of people and they're screaming oh my God. At, at at the the wait staff yeah. and you're yeah. like okay i'm yeah. sure they didn't mean to bring your burger late right. but just like i think we just have to have a measure of grace sure. with each other sure we went through a pandemic we're still going through it right. we just have to slow down and take care and be kind with each right. other be kind yeah all right kate so i just want before my time runs out i want to get this question in what will you miss most about pittsville really i'll just miss the community yeah I mean, there's not one specific thing that I'm going to miss the most, yeah. but the community is so broad yeah. and just invigorating yeah. for me, you know, and sometimes disappointing, hmm. right? Hmm. Like we talked about before, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. just things don't go the way you want them and it's a constant struggle and fight to get them to change hmm. policies and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, yeah. this community has a heart, yeah. you know, and I feel it every day. Hmm. And I am going to miss that. All right. And we'll miss you, too. If you um, if you had to choose one word to describe yourself, what would that be? (laughs) Um, I hate this word, but resilient. Why do you? Okay, so why are you saying it? <laughs> because it's the, cause I feel like you're putting me on the spot, and okay. I don't know how else to well, describe myself. But like, I, you know, I just have that personality that's just gonna climb a mountain. All right, like, I'm not gonna lay down and die. I hear you. Know, you. That is not me. All right, well so. said, well said, Kate Lozon. <laughs> We will uh, we'll miss you. Pittsburgh will miss you. And we um, just extend our very best wishes to you on your new and exciting journey ahead. All right, everyone, you have been listening to Backstory. Let's hear it on WTBRFM Pittsville with Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the mayor's office in the city of Pittsville. Thanks for listening and have a great day. 